welcome to the Science of Confidence podcast, a podcast dedicated to all things confidence to give you the edge. Hear the latest science on confidence and how you can apply it. Hear life insights from today's best minds on the subject and interviews with highly confident individuals to uncover secrets to exceptional confidence. In this episode, I share how each of the four confidence types are impacted by a range of elements in any given situation that you may be facing. From scientific laws to engineered solutions, to animal behavior and human behavior, and to human performance. I also share the three strategies to improve your confidence for any given situation. Let's dive in. As we kick off this episode, let's recap on the previous one. There are four types of confidence that we experience over our lives and in given situations. And these are primal, informed, expert, and champion confidence types. We experience high levels of confidence in any of the four confidence types that is equal to any of the other confidence types when a situation is neutral or favorable. We cover that the key difference between the types of confidence lies in your ability to maintain that high level of confidence in the face of adverse and increasingly complex situations before, during, and after the situation passes. Let's have a look at the various elements that you may come across in any given situation that you may be facing and consider it from the four perspectives of the various confidence types. So firstly, you have the primal confidence type. And really this is based on that particular individual or yourself having an ignorance of the probability and or consequence of issues that may arise from any given element. If you have an informed confidence type, then this confidence that you have will be based on absolute or understood probabilities of consequences of issues. If you have an informed confidence type, then your confidence is based on an understanding of the absolute probability and the nature of consequences of issues that may arise from certain elements in your situation. If you have an expert confidence type, then your confidence is based on being able to manage the probabilities and also manage the consequences of issues that may arise from a given element within your situation. And if you have a champion confidence type, then your confidence is based on all of the three prior confidence types. And in addition, it is based on the perceived probability and the perceived consequences or impact of the consequences as a result of one of the elements changing in your situation. So let's have a look at some examples. And first off, Let's have a look at the scientific or physics law element to any given situation. And the example that we'll use for this one is that you have a boat or that you are on a boat and that boat is stuck on the sand at low tide. Now, if you have a primal confidence, that is a confidence based on an ignorance of understanding of the probability and or the consequences of any given issues, then you may well say, well, the boat got onto the sand, so at some point the boat can get off the sand and have confidence that the boat will come off the sand at some point in the near future. 
If you have an informed confidence type, then you understand that the tides come in and the tides go out and that in about six hours or sooner, the boat should come off the sand and you'll have a very high level of confidence with that. If you have an expert level of confidence, you'll understand that the boat that is stuck on the sand can come off the sand even sooner if you remove some items out of the boat. And if you have a champion confidence mindset, you'll be very confident because you understand all of those other three points and your mindset is one that has full confidence in those events occurring. That is, in the high tide occurring and or the removal of items out of the boat, triggering the ability to start releasing the boat from the sand at an earlier time. Let's have a look at the second element, engineered solutions. Now this could be anything from the computer or watch on your wrist through to a large building that's been constructed or a large bridge that's been constructed. It really is anything that is created by humans. And in this example, we use a roller coaster. So yet again, if you have a primal confidence type, then your confidence going up to that roller coaster and going on a ride is again going to be based on ignorance. You don't really understand the probabilities of anything going wrong and you don't really understand the consequences of anything that could go wrong with a roller coaster ride. If you have an informed confidence type, again, this is based on absolute probabilities that you now understand and the absolute consequences that may arise from any given element in a situation. And you understand that from time to time, roller coasters do fail. And that from time to time, people on those roller coaster rides become injured or worse, some of them actually die. So your confidence may actually be somewhat lower than someone with a primal confidence type with this given element. Now, if you have an expert confidence type, then you will understand that there are absolute probabilities and consequences that can arise, but you will also understand what you can do to minimize the risk of that occurring while you're riding the roller coaster. And some examples for that may be that you choose to only ride roller coasters from reputable companies. You may also manage the consequences of, of the issues, such as ensuring you have health or travel insurance to cover any possible costs associated with anything going wrong. And if you have a champion mindset, you'll accept that there are absolute probabilities and, and severe consequences with the roller coaster ride, but you'll also perceive those probabilities and consequences as highly unlikely to occur and thus be very confident in your roller coaster ride. Now let's turn to another element, in this case, animal behavior. And let's say that you're walking a dog in the street and there's another dog that you see in the street that's not being walked by anyone, just another dog in the street. And those dogs come into close contact with each other and start barking at each other in an aggressive manner. Now, if you have a primal confidence, you'll be saying, well, dogs are dogs. I haven't seen anything, anything different to the way dogs behave other than the way my dog behaves. And I see nothing wrong with this interaction and feel very confident that there will be nothing negative arise out of this interaction between the two dogs. Now, if you have an informed confidence type, 
then you'll understand the dogs are either the fourth or the fifth most dangerous animal if you compare animals with the number of human deaths incurred each year. So you may have a lot more hesitation for that given situation if you have an informed confidence type. Now, if you have an expert confidence type, again, this is based on your understanding of the absolute probabilities and consequences of an issue that may arise, but it also based on your ability to manage the probabilities and consequences of an issues. So in this example, you may well know how to calm down both dogs. You may know how to keep your dog away from the other aggressive dog. Or you may know how to defend yourself in the events that either dog or both dogs decide to turn on you. You may be able to handle that situation very effectively. So you will have perhaps greater confidence than one who is informed and perhaps slightly less confidence than one who has a primal level of confidence. If you have a champion confidence type, again, this is a confidence that is built on the perceived probability and consequences of issues, then you will both be aware of the fact that dogs are some of the most dangerous animals in the world based on deaths per human population, but also you will have an understanding of how to manage and reduce the consequences and probability of, of consequences arising. And you will perceive those probabilities and consequences with a different mindset to those who have primal, informed or expert confidence types. And you reduce that probability through mindset and other practices to a near zero in your mind. You eliminate it as a plausible risk in such a way you don't show any fear or you don't experience any fear as a result of the dogs behaving the way they are in the street. Your confidence remains very high all throughout the situation. Now let's look at the fourth element that we may come across in any given situation, human behavior. And let's use an example of business negotiations. Again, if you have a primal confidence type, then your confidence in that business negotiation example is gonna be based on ignorance. You don't know what the probabilities of something occurring with human behavior, and you don't know what the consequences of issues arising are as it relates to human behavior in a business negotiation. So as you are negotiating in that situation, you are very confident because you don't expect or you're not aware of anything going wrong or you haven't considered what the consequences are of something going wrong in those negotiations. If you're informed, then you understand what the absolute probabilities are of something going wrong and you understand what the consequences of something going wrong in business negotiations are. Your confidence may be quite a bit lower than someone with primal confidence because you understand what could go wrong. You may also understand how to deal with it, but you may not have had a lot of experience in dealing with it. If you have an expert confidence level and you're in a business negotiation, you will have undertaken many business negotiations before and you have a very good grasp of human behavior in business negotiations and can manage both your own and influence those of others in the negotiation very effectively. And as such, you are managing both the probability 
and the consequence of issues arising during a business negotiation. So your confidence may be quite high. Now, if you have a champion confidence, you again approach confidence near to 100%. And this is again based on your perception of the probability and your perception of the consequences of the issues that may arise through a business negotiation as it relates to human behavior. The fifth and final element that I want to cover today is human performance. And for this one, I want to use an example of perhaps a doctor performing a surgery. And we may use a young doctor, a doctor fresh out of school who's gone out to a developing nation and is undertaking surgery experience. There may be a very challenging surgery that they need to face. If they have primal confidence, which I might add is unlikely, but let's assume that they have never worked on this particular uh, aspect of the body for a surgery. If they have primal confidence, then they have a degree of ignorance on the probability or, or understanding of the consequences of something going wrong as a result of their performance while undertaking the surgery. So their confidence may be very high. If they have an informed confidence type, that is, they have a great understanding of the probabilities and the consequences of issues arising as a result of their performance while undertaking a, a more complex surgery, they may have some of the lowest levels of confidence. They may understand what they need to do, but they may feel a lot less confident than others, other confidence types for a given situation. If you have an expert confidence type, then you're performing a surgery. You've done this many times before. You have a good understanding of what could go wrong. You do have a good understanding of how likely it is for, for something to go wrong. And you manage that accordingly. You know how to minimize, you know how to mitigate and address issues that relate to your performance as you're completing the surgery. And if you have a champion confidence type, again, this is based on your perception of the probabilities occurring and your perception of the consequences of issues, your confidence may be extremely high. And, and this is equally as a result of you understanding what, what could occur, of you knowing how to manage for what could occur, but also ensures that you have a great mindset as you undertake the surgery. And this is what will give you that champion level of confidence. So as you can see from those previous examples, there's a range of elements that are present in any given situation. And your confidence type does play a real role in how you respond to the various elements and any changes in those elements over the given situation. The other thing to call out here is that the more elements there are in a given scenario, the greater the type of confidence is required to have and maintain a high confidence level. That is, and we go back to the definitions of confidence, which is that your state, that is your belief about someone, something, or yourself, and your or their performance is what determines your level of confidence. In any given situation, you may be dealing with your beliefs about yourself, your beliefs about something, and or your belief about someone. 
or many people or many things. To use the example of the surgery, you need to have confidence not only in your ability, but also in the ability of the nurses around you, also in the the behavior and the performance of the equipment that you are using to complete the surgery. So as you can see, the more elements in a given situation, the greater the type of confidence is required to have a high confidence. Now let's cover off three strategies to help you improve your confidence in any given situation. Now we've talked a lot about confidence types already. What we haven't talked about is situational uncertainty. And really there are two key elements to situational uncertainty. That is the situation complexity. How many different elements are in the situation you're dealing with? Do you need to deal with physics laws? Do you need to deal with lots of different people in a given situation? Do you have animals in your environment and in your situation that you need to consider? Do you have human behavior that you need to consider? Do you have the human performance, either yours or those that of someone else, that you need to consider for your given situation? How much complexity is there? The more elements that are in your situation, the more complexity you experience. The other part to situational uncertainty is situation variability. That is, the more variability you have for any given element, the greater the situation variability and the greater the situation uncertainty. For example, let's say that you're driving a car and you're driving the car down the road and the petrol gauge doesn't work properly. Sometimes it's working, sometimes it's not. It's variable. It's not a matter of performance, it's showing the right fuel when it works, but it's variable. Sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. Or perhaps another example, let's say it's your computer. Same thing, when it's performing, it performs very well, but it can be variable. Perhaps sometimes it doesn't turn on properly. Perhaps sometimes the screen keeps flickering for you. The performance of the laptop is very good, but the variability in the laptop is great. Now, if you have less variability, let's go back to the car, you'll feel a lot more confident in that fuel. You'll know I've got enough fuel to get me from A to B because that fuel gauge is always showing me a consistent decrease in fuel as I continue to drive. It's not jumping up, it's not jumping down, it's showing it, I have confidence in it, and that, that reduces my situational variability and thus reduces my situational uncertainty. So then, we now have an understanding of what makes up situational uncertainty. You have complexity and variability. And really, the strategies to then increase your confidence are quite straightforward at a theoretical level. Either you decrease complexity, you reduce the number of elements that you need to work with, or you decrease variability, you reduce specific elements in your scenario. In, this, in the example that we spoke to, that's the fuel gauge. 
get the fuel gauge fixed and you'll feel far, far more confident as you're driving to your destination. Or the third way to fix it is to upgrade your confidence type. Transition from being in, having an informed confidence type through to having an expert confidence type. Or from an expert into having a champion confidence type. So as you can see, there are three strategies. You either decrease complexity, you decrease variability, or you upgrade your confidence type. Now, I've said them specifically in that order, and that's because the easiest thing to change is to decrease complexity. The easiest thing to do is to reduce the number of elements that you are dealing with in your situation. Let's say you're driving a car, and you're in a storm, you're in traffic, and the windscreen wipers are not working properly. Sometimes they're stopping, sometimes they're moving too fast. A way to decrease complexity is to get out of the traffic, take a different route, get out of the storm, and perhaps wait for it to pass, stop somewhere to eat some food. You can reduce the number of elements in your situation and you will feel more confident as you progress through that situation. Decreasing variability is harder to change. It's especially harder to change in a short period of time. In this example of driving a car in a storm with the windscreen wipers not working correctly, one of the ways to decrease variability might be to change the wipers over. Or perhaps as if you have an informed or expert confidence type, you might be changing the wiper setting. Maybe you didn't realize that the wipers had different settings and you bump it and it keeps going from not, not operating to actually moving quite fast over the windscreen. The third way we can increase our confidence is upgrading our confidence type. And this really is all about increasing your ability and capacity to handle increased complexity and increased situation variability. So in this example, you become informed on how to drive well in a storm. Or you become informed and or practice changing the windscreen wipers or the wiper settings. If you're transitioning from expert to a champion confidence type, you'll be practicing mindsets that allow you to be very calm and confident throughout a storm or in traffic. You become second nature. You don't have to think about it. You don't have any fear, you don't have any stress. It's just part of driving. If you're going from an informed to an experienced confidence type, you maybe gain experience by driving in traffic out of a storm or drive in a storm but out of the traffic and slowly add the complexity in. In that way, you build your confidence. Here's another example. You're leading a workshop at a new location with 20 of your coworkers and a few people from other organizations outside of the business. One of the coworkers is usually confrontational. So perhaps you're not feeling so confident with this upcoming workshop, but how can you increase your confidence level? Let's go back to the three strategies. And those strategies are that we can decrease complexity, that is reduce the number of elements people, objects, animals, other factors in the scenario. 
You can decrease variability, that's strategy number two, by reducing specific elements. Again, they could be people, objects, other factors with a high variability affecting the scenario. Or the third is to upgrade your confidence type, which is increasing your ability and capacity to handle increased complexity and increased variability. So let's go back to the workshop example. If I'm using the first strategy, I'm decreasing complexity. Some of the things I could do are to reduce the number of workshop attendees. If it's the number of people in the environment that are giving you that lower confidence, then reduce the number of attendees. If it's the fact that you have external organizations attending the workshop, then perhaps challenge whether you actually need those external organizations for this given workshop. Maybe you do one before with your internal audience and then do a workshop with an external audience. Or maybe you seek to keep the workshop at a familiar venue. If you recall back to the, the example, you are leading a workshop at a new location. Decrease the complexity. Reduce that factor from your environment that may be triggering your lower level of confidence if you can. Applying the second strategy of decreasing variability, then in this particular example, you may aim to have the confrontational coworker not attend, or aim to have the confrontational coworker engaged in a workshop in a way that minimizes confrontations. Decrease the variability, reduce that high variability person, object, factor, law, if it's a scientific law, reduce the, that element, decrease its impact on the situation. And in the third strategy for this particular example of upgrading your confidence type, this is all about becoming informed. If you're wanting to transition from primal to an informed confidence type, perhaps you want to become informed on how to handle confrontational people and or how to handle larger workshops. Or maybe it's going from an informed, maybe you know how to handle confrontational people and you know how to handle larger workshops, but you just don't have a lot of experience in it. One of the ways to gain experience perhaps is to start with smaller workshops, but with greater complexity. One of the ways to gain expertise may be to gain expertise with that specific element, in this case, confrontational people. Or if you're transitioning from an expert confidence type to a champion confidence type, then it's all about changing your mindset. Maybe you see the confrontational coworkers as a valuable contributor. You don't see them as a concern. You see them as a fantastic voice to be heard and you engage with that individual throughout the workshop with that mindset. So as you can see, to increase your confidence, you either decrease complexity, decrease variability, or you upgrade your confidence type. Change the situation to fit your confidence type if you can. If you can't, use champion confidence hacks or find time to upgrade your confidence type. And I'll touch more on champion confidence hacks on a later episode. The summary for today's podcast is 
there are a range of elements that we will face in any given situation. These elements include scientific or physics laws, engineered solutions, animal behaviour, human behaviour and human performance. The more elements in the situation you are facing, the greater your confidence type needs to be to hold and maintain high confidence levels. We also covered off confidence levels and how your confidence level is linked both to your confidence capability and to the situational uncertainty present. We unpacked what makes up situational uncertainty, which is the complexity and variability of the elements present. We then covered off the three strategies that you can use to increase your confidence level for any given situation. The first strategy is to decrease complexity. The second strategy is to decrease variability. And the third strategy is to upgrade your confidence type. In the next episode, I will share the three strategic approaches for how to build your confidence for a given skill set or upcoming situation and go into detail with a range of examples. You will learn how different situations and different skill sets require different approaches to developing your confidence to maximize your longer term success. Thanks for tuning into this podcast. I really appreciate it. Do subscribe to my podcast channel if you haven't already, The Science of Confidence. And I look forward to sharing a whole heap more insights on confidence with you on the next episode to give you the edge.